This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! You now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. Just um, it's been a very uneven week of uh, professional wrestling on WWE television, to say the least. Um, at least we're on upper swing, so at least we're going the optimistic route. So, so you know what that means? Upward, they say. You, you know what that means? Then the other shoe's about to drop at any time. I'm ready for another? Yeah, roller coaster. Yep, oh, gotcha. And uh, and joining us from the SMC podcast back for his um. His appearances after the SmackDown pay-per-views, Mr. Caleb Baldwin. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just figured I'd uh, help out a little bit. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Although, it appears as though we're talking about the uh, gender hall of pay-per-views. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I guess that's a great... I guess that's a great place to begin. Um, I, I think I've made my feelings well known on uh, Mr. Mahal, the Maharaja, as they say. And um, I, I swear to God, I hope that's not like a racist uh, thing. <laughs> like, like I haven't looked it up to find out what that really means. So, isn't it Punjabi for something like leader or no? I think I think it translates to prince, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So that so like is. So, like, if he's, like, the prince, like, like, Lil Scrappy was the prince of crunt, does that mean that, like, that mean that, like, the great Kali is, like, Lil John, which means he's the king of crunt? You got it. Is that, is that? <laughs> okay. All right. Sure, yeah. Oh, man. Kim was like, I don't know, I don't know who these people are you're talking about, James. <laughs> Oh, my. All right. Oh, so I guess we can start at the beginning. Let's talk about WWE Battleground. Um. I'm just going to start. I thought it was one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I thought it was surely the worst one since the network started. Zero redeeming qualities, except the tag team match. I will I will, I will, will put over the tag team match. Uh, those guys went out there and, and had an incredible first 35 minutes of a pay-per-view. And then I believe it flushed down the toilet um, like that little turd, like the nugget. That is, um, that gets like left remaining there. What were you guys' uh, general thoughts on this show? Well, my first general is that what you just said was disgusting. Now, Caleb, I'd like to know what you what you have to say about the uh, what happened <laughs> on over the weekend. Um, a very uh, interesting pay per view. Uh, like you'd said, uh, tag match was pretty freaking good. Problem is, uh, after that, it all went downhill from there. Um, 
I mean, AJ and Owens was good up to a point, and then the finish came, and that was weird. And uh, really, nothing else really redeeming in there. Kind of a, a really bad pay-per-view, like I had said. James, what you got on this? Yeah, uh, I think everybody, you know, in their in their roundabout way of not want to say anything overly, you know, terrible about it has been pretty much in the same camp of, you know, that that that, that tag team match though, right? Yeah. That tag team, see, that tag team match was fire, right? Like we can talk about but that I mean, for forty five minutes. Yeah, but like everything after that for the next, I guess, what two hours and forty minutes, or I guess fifty minutes because the show went over. For such a terrible pay per view, like it's, it's like the Good Charlotte song. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> it was just terrible, bro. Yeah, I mean, oh man, this is the third pay per view in a row that's that's been like you you watch it and you're just like, this could have been so much better because you it's hard to figure it out because you see the wrestling in the ring and the guys are trying and the guys and gals are trying hard, but. Like the booking of these of these matches are so weird, and and this is the third and this one manifests itself as you know it had a bunch of like you know weird booking decisions, but it also was marred by like the two big matches on the card were both really bad, and they I felt mean, like they lasted. I don't forever. know what to say other than that. Oh Sorry? man, and and they felt like they lasted forever. Oh, they went forever. Both of those matches. Like a twenty-something minute flag match. Does that sound like a good idea in two thousand seventeen? And uh, apparently, you know, uh, the whole time we were unclear about the rules of the flag match, and we're going to get to this in full detail later. But WWE went ahead and decided to invent new rules for the flag match, where it kind of made everything. <sighs> it just made it weird to watch. I thought they pulled it together together at the end uh, a little bit, but we'll get to that in a minute. But. I mean, I think we should just begin um, with the. Well, Rich, uh, I had a question. Yeah. Are we gonna? Are you are we going to the main event now? Yes. You're going to the top spot. Okay. Going to the high spots. The All quote, right. The quote unquote top. Um, yeah. Okay, so Caleb, what were your what were your thoughts on in particular the main event since we're here now? Okay. So I had already talked about this a couple days ago. Uh, mostly, as, as Rich had heard, I was kind of reacting on emotion. And that emotion mm-hmm. mostly fueled by the fact that Jinder Mahal is quite literally one of the worst world champions of all time. That, you know, is actually a true wrestler. Um, but, you know, putting that aside, the first tap in, inside that first cage was just awful. Yeah. Awful. And then the second half, it got better, but it was, you know, it was marred by smoke and mirrors of, like, the Singh brothers taking bumps and gender taking, like, a, was it like an implant DDT or something, and multiple, you know, different weapon spots and such. And then, of all things, a return from the great Kali. <laughs> you know, what's going on? Uh, like, we can... <laughs> I don't agree that it was negative one stars, but I'm not going to put it at, you know, having, you know, a few extra days to reflect on it. I'm not going to put it at even a full one star, to be honest with you. But, I mean, gosh, I I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know, like, I guess maybe, 
I was at the, I, I watched it and I thought to myself, this thing is going on forever and ever. And then when I thought it was about time for it to wrap up, it kept going forever and ever. And then you get to the part where orders climbing out. I'm like, what's what's about to happen? And sure enough, Kali comes out, and I I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and and then we get to the part where like he basically is just holding in place, getting choked out, as opposed to. You know, as a dumb baby face, he's, he's, he can scurry over the top of the cage and get over by the time Kali uh, can walk down, which is just a tribute to how well Randy Orton sold the fact that he's been beaten on by three different guys that he can climb so slowly as to Kali, who, you know, over all the reviews I've heard this week, the same joke kept coming up, which was, I'm surprised Kali can bend his knee to even climb anything. Yes. So for him to walk from the state, from the from from the um, Oakland position all the way to the cage and then climb up and then choke him and hold him in place. I just like, you mean to tell me, or you couldn't scurry over the cage or go to the other side of the cage and climb over that way. Yes. It was, it was just one of, it, it, it was a lot of like bad, uh, bad, stupid, like you're making the, like the sport look bad, but with the selling you're doing, like how it was in the, uh, flag match where everybody is just, you know, acting like the, like the flags are like a thousand pounds each. <laughs> <laughs> or like they, you know, or like they can't climb ropes anymore. Right, right. That sort just, of thing. They, yeah, they just lose all ability to like function in like normal people. But um, I don't know. Like I originally thought like this is a terrible match. I thought it was a half. I gave it a half star when I first thought in my mind. Like I didn't write anything down, but I thought like yeah, this isn't a star. This isn't a dud though. I give it a half star. Um, and I saw I I forgot what what Rich originally gave, but I was like no, nah, it's not negative territory. But it is. But we're basically arguing over between constipation and diarrhea right now. They're both shit. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much my take on it. Like what, what, so Rich, what do you think about this match? James, it would be better if they gave us nothing. This match was less than nothing. I can't justify this fucking match. These people know what happened in this damn match. Jim Cornette told me to go fuck myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Rock told me to shove this match straight up my candy ass. Do you know what it's like to watch a match so bad that it feels like it's been shoved up our asses? I'm going to lose my fucking mind over this. You know why AJ Styles was successful in pay-per-view main events? His matches involve his matches involve storytelling, grace, striking, and athleticism. Mahal versus Orton has been about repeat fuck finishes and the great Kali. I can't accept this shit. Either book better main events or get a new fucking champion. Negative one star. Fuck that match. <laughs> oh my. Love Let that, that bitch breathe. <laughs> I thought it was an embarrassment to the WWE Championship. It was a trash brawl. Um, like like Caleb was saying, the great Kali is back. Uh, you know, we sat for months while people were like, give Jinder Mahal a chance. You know, he's, you know, let's see where it leads. Let's see where it goes. Well, it led to the great Kali coming back. And anything associated with the great Kali, I'm not here for that shit. And... When he lifted up that WWE Championship, I was like, this just keeps getting worse and worse. It was a slow cart accident that we watched for two hours, and it was just... That was the zenith of, this is an awful pay-per-view. And during that pay-per-view... 
you mean the reverse zenith? Correct. That that's like the negative okay. zenith, like you know, backwards. Um, <laughs> um, during the show, uh, Fire Road Dog was trending. <laughs> And as wow. as you guys know, uh, Road Dog is a favorite of mine to um, to go at. Uh, ever since he caught himself butting in my conversations uh, with other people on Twitter, when he should be working on making the show better. But um, yeah, uh, the Punjabi Prison match. I hope we never see another one for a hundred years. Um, let's go on to the flag match. Hold on, like well, since he used like, since you went with the, like the Eminem Steve Berman skit route, like I'll go with the uh, I believe it's the uh, Billy Madison route. Like for this match, I award you zero points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I I, oh, I can't I can't I can't fathom how people uh, say say this is a good match the way it lasted forever. It was damn near a half hour long. In my opinion, it was a lesser version of the Shane McMahon Undertaker match, uh, and we know that one <laughs> lasted about a half an hour long. And all those guys that was punch each other and wait for Shane McMahon to fall off the hell in a cell uh, under under a pad. Shouts out to Samir Singh who proved he should be the one that's represented for the one point three, and you know he's taking all the big big bumps. He's the star, and these other guys that are around him, I don't know what they're doing. So I read. Uh... I read your, uh, it was a, uh, I forgot which number, uh, Lattice Larry. So you're really doing this. You're really actually going with calling the 1.3 billion people of India, the 1.3. Correct. Correct. The 1.3. I will refer to them <laughs> as such, you know. <laughs> All right. Bye bye me. Yep. Like, it's almost like the creatures of the night or the click, uh, or, uh, or who else has fan, or the C Nation, the one point three. The one point three, exactly. Okay. You know, he, right. he he's that from works. he's from where, you know, they have the one point three, you know, Eminem's from the three one three, you know, we live near the eight one three. I was born in the four one three, you know. <laughs> what, what, what works better? What, what like sounds funny to you? The one point three or the Canaanites? <laughs> I'm going with the one point three. because yeah. The Canaanites is, is, is a good one, also, but um. Hulkamaniacs. Yeah, uh, get a new champion, uh, WWE, please. Like, stop insulting I, look, us. Look, I'm not necessarily as like down. I'm down on it, but like, I'm not necessarily as down on genders towering as you guys are, obviously. But I'm still down on it. However. If they come out with a shirt that says 1.3, I cop that bitch in a heartbeat. <laughs> Dude, like, have you seen the Braun, the, the Braun Strowman shirt? Yes, it, it says Braun. Braun on it? Yeah. Dude, I might cop that shirt. Wow. Just because it's funny. Just because it's oh, funny. This shirt is so bad. But it's funny. It's That's just, like this generation's fuck fear shirt, man. It's bad. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Caleb, you sound like you want because, to hop in. The thing is this, like the thing is this, right? Braun has got for whatever you say about Braun, and I said I have a lot. I still have a lot of issues with the fact that all his matches are the same, where he beats the hell out of people and then runs into things for for uh, for hope spots and comebacks. But like he's gotten himself over to this point, and right now, if you were to ask me who should be WWE champion, it would either like if you know going forward and for what will make sense, I would I wouldn't mind it beating Braun, right? So. Or, sorry, uh, Universal Champion. So, for me, like, 
he has a stupid shirt because he's just a big, gigantic meathead of a dude, of a monster, and all he does is just beat on people. He's a big, muscly, sweaty dude in Vince's wet dreams. Bye by me. Fuck it. And he comes out and he yells his name. He roars and he yells his name. Braun. Fine. I'll buy a Braun <laughs> shirt. Like, this is funny. Caleb, you look like you wanted to hop in. We're back from some technical difficulties. You were saying about the gender truthers, Caleb? Well, this is uh, not so much about them. But uh, bad news for them, good news for us, and then some bad news for us in that uh, he's probably about to lose the title from what I've heard, probably around SummerSlam. But I've also heard that w- that it will uh, quickly transition onto one Big Breakfast, a.k.a. Baron Corbin. Ooh. So... Yeah, as far as interested heat goes, that might actually be a worse option. <laughs> yeah, bro, Baron Corbin is pretty terrible. I think, I, well, this is what I'll say. I think the match he had with Nakamura on SmackDown was better than anything I've seen Jinder do, um, given given the amount of time. Um, I think the best Jinder match I've seen was the second match with Orton, um, which was, I mean that was that was a absolutely passable main event um, pay-per-view match. Uh, it, did it have the same exact finish as the, their first match? Yes. Um, but I thought that was a perfectly acceptable match. I thought that the match that um, Corbin had with Nakamura on Tuesday was better than... I thought it was a good match. Like a legitimately good match. So um, as far as the in-the-ring thing, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I mean, you know, He's big and athletic. He's going to be wrestling smaller guys around him that, you know, that have a bunch of experience that can, you know, hide some of his weaknesses. And he don't have to call the match like he was doing on Sunday, which made no we're, sense to me. Get to that. I didn't get that at all. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, how, I mean, it just, just continues to trend of Hill champions just overrunning the company. Like this damn place looks like it, the NWO sold out. <laughs> I just don't get it. But. This is where we are with this company now. Just um, a hill territory. Yeah. Uh, so the flag match, um, general opinions on that match, I thought it was very bad, but they turned around at the end. Uh, throw it to you guys for lighting around on that, and I want to get to the rest of the card, especially the AJ Styles-Owens debacle, whatever the fuck went on in that match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with Rich on pretty much everything you just said, to be honest with you. It started out really slow. And then it got better. That's really about all I have to say, though, on that one. Not good. Too long. We can move on from there. All right. Um, So uh, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens had a match uh, in Philadelphia for the United States Championship. Uh, I want to say AJ Styles came in. They've been swapping the belt so much I forgot who was holding it. He came in as a champion, and then there was a late... um, switch you know in the finish they said it got changed during the match and that's why we got that kind of awkward um you know pinfall and AJ Styles and Kevin Owens has been largely you know on pay-per-view like they've been handicapped by the booking a lot and I you know I want to say that there's some of it in my mind that when you look at AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, you're like, why is this not in the main event? And I think there's some type of disconnect there, especially them fighting for the lesser belt after they were successful world champions. Um, and I just want to throw it to you guys, like, what did you guys think about, you know, not only this match, but the pairing of Styles and Owens together? 
I've uh, I've largely been disappointed by this pairing so far. Uh, Tuesday, however, they uh, proved their worth when they added in Jericho. But other than that, like I said, I had been pretty much disappointed by the pairing. Um, the finish on Sunday had really kind of put a handicap on things, like you had said. Um, but I would uh, like to give these guys one more chance to, you know, see what they got. Because we know AJ Styles is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. And we know Kevin Owens is, you know, right up there with him as well. So I don't know if it's a, a chemistry issue or what the deal is. But I'm interested to, I am interested to see what they could do with uh, one more one-on-one matchup. James, what you got on this? Yeah, it's, it's really a head-scratcher how this pairing has gone for the past we're now what we, a month three now because they had basically had a break for money in the bank right um as far as having pay-per-view matches on his basis uh i i felt like i mean i didn't see their first match because i was basically on my sabbatical from uh, wwe for the nba playoffs but um you know i i just don't and i, I heard the match was good just had a you know a weird a double count out or whatever and then uh but fast forward to now, or this weekend, and I, I just thought their match started out slow, and I mean a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, Kevin Owens wanted wanted to do his super hill thing, which is like Chinlock City, and and you know every single thing for like the first he cutting people cutting AJ off and slapping on a headlock and laying on the floor, which just saps the crowd, um, but. And, you know, after that, I mean, they got to a nice place, and then they did the rough bump thing, and I'm thinking, okay, so it's just going to add to the heat of the match, and then they're going to, you know, after after they get up from this, they're, you know, we're going to have a, a nice, you know, a really nice finish, you know, a nice, like, final sequence to get to the, the finish of this match. But instead, what we got was rough bump, slap on a submission, no, no tap with the ref out, reversal, to another submission, no tap out while the ref is, you know, out. Then another reversal, then a roll up, and then the ref, you know, who after doing like some of the worst acting this side of, geez, like the worst acting this side of, I can't even think of some an act, an actor, an actress. I just want to bury right now. That's how bad it was. So, wow. um, <laughs> so from there you get him like coming awake and you know basically being in the wrong position to count uh, shoulders, but and then AJ doesn't get his shoulder up. Or his shoulder was up and then went back down. And he never got it back up. So it leaves people to speculate on, like, was that the finish? Was the finish switched in the middle of the match? All right, we're back from some technical difficulties. James turned into a robot. But as you were saying, James? Yeah, I, I thought that um, there was speculation for what was going to happen in the match. It was so weird, the, the ending with, you know, with everything that happened. But you look at come up Tuesday, you see Jericho there. And it, and it sort of made sense for Jericho to come back. Um, after finish, after last exiting by being put on TV by Owens and wanting to come back and take something from Owens as opposed to him wanting to, you know, more or less, like, kill two birds with one stone by getting his rematch from AJ for the belt and also, you know, taking Owens' opportunity away. Um, so I, I thought it was the right thing there. All righty. Um, Caleb, are you... Um... Yeah, you you talked about this match. So the what other match was on there? The women. Let's get to the women. 
Natalia was victorious in the Fatal Five Way elimination match uh, with Lana and Tamina there, and Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Uh, what do we make of this? Uh, Lana will be challenge- now challenging Naomi uh, at SummerSlam. Uh, Caleb, what, what did you think of this match and, and everything going forward with it? Oh, I mean, I thought the match was fine. Um, honestly, like I, you know, a lot of it seems like a lot of people, or at least a few, got a little uh, up in arms going over. But quite honestly, I didn't really care to be honest with you, because. All right, Caleb, you you were saying that ever since WrestleMania, you didn't really care about the women's division on SmackDown. I didn't, and that's, I don't even think that's necessarily an indictment on the women. I think that's more on how they've been booked and, you know, how on a month-to-month basis, it's, oh, hey, let's put five, six, however many women in the same match and not put any real story behind the whole thing. And, yeah, that's just the whole reason I haven't really cared. As far as Natalia facing Naomi at SummerSlam, I mean, I'm sure the match will be fine. Uh, I expect it's going to be on the pre-show, which... Mm. But that's that's really about all I have to say on it, you know? This card was a whole lot of me either being apathetic or upset, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think in the uh, live thread, I was like, feel the excitement, feel the apathy. like, <laughs> Or feel the silence, feel the apathy. <laughs> James, what you got on this one? Yeah, I mean... I'm watching a match, and at the beginning of it is Lana and is Tamina, and like, to me, and like Lana is just not, she's just not there, at least not yet, if ever. And and Tamina, like, the woman tried to spear, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Charlotte, who was on an apron, uh, threw the ring ropes to the floor, and like she got caught up in the ropes, and luck, I'm, she, by the grace of God, she got caught up in the ropes. She, like she was going to nosedive into the mat. Um, had she not got caught up in the ropes. So, like, her, you know, just, and, you know, by, and it was just amazing how, like, once you got those two out the ring, like, the match got a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then once they got eliminated, the match got a lot better. And, you know, it, it's it's a weird spot where you have, you know, basically only five of the girls actually, like, aren't, you know, complete geeks um, in the women's division, like, and one of them is just off to the side, not doing anything because they have the championship right now. And then another is off to the side, not doing anything because they have the briefcase. I'm sorry, the contract, the money in the beat, money in the bank, Halliburton contract. You know, they're doing the WWE's language. Right. Um, and then you have, after that, you have, you know, Natalia, who's been around forever, um, as, as the only hill as a actual viable option to challenge for the title. So they went with her. I thought, you know, it would have been a nice spot to have Charlotte versus Naomi and you build it as the two most athletic women in um, the, the women's revolution um, facing off for SmackDown's biggest prize that um, for SmackDown's um, biggest prize. And that's, they decided to go another route. Once and again, we're probably going to end up with something else. We'll probably not even have that match before the, the belt finally gets put into Charlotte's hands. But whatever, whatever. Yeah, they, um, you know, and I think this speaks to more of, uh, like, there's there's nothing wrong with a Natalia-Naomi match. I'll, I'll just go out no, and say nothing. there. But 
I don't think anyone's calling for it either. So, and I think WWE's in 2017 has been guilty of that uh, for much of the year, going from WrestleMania to um, you know everything since then, really, and then going into SummerSlam when you start like looking around, it's like. Well, where's the the match that everyone just can't wait for? Oh, I know where it is. It's on SmackDown Live on <laughs> next week with John Cena and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, yeah, but um, sheesh. Um, oh yeah, and, and and lost in all of this is you know what I what's lost in this also is like the hottest baby face on the roster for the women is still is Becky. Yeah, poor Becky. And like, and she just like, oh, she's she's not she's not a flair, okay. She's not related to Snoop Dogg, okay. Like she's she, like she doesn't like she's gonna like sell like she it doesn't like have her merch could be in like an entire row of of the Walmart kids section, okay. Like she, she's an Irish chick, yeah. Off to the side you go. Yeah, um, I guess them be the breaks. It be like that sometimes. Yeah, it's just I. You know, I, I wonder uh, what they what they think about Becky sometimes because she's just so awesome. But they just you know whatever they they use her whenever they want to use her. I hope they don't turn her heel. I hope Charlotte don't turn on her. Like please let them like whenever they have a breakup, let it be an amicable thing, and they settle the beef and moved on. Like don't turn her into like. Like there's a there's a strong line between being like what Dean Ambrose is now to where it's like you're gonna have to prove to me over the long haul, Seth Rollins, that that you are not a sucker, right? You have to earn this as opposed to like being Sting and trusting Ric Flair at every single turn only to be screwed over and over and over. Oh man. Um so I wanna get I mean, to the there there are worse there are worse baby faces to be than Sting, I do wanna say that. And if if that Absolutely. that's what Becky is, that's fine. Absolutely. Um, the next however, match. However, the, like, the, the very last time we saw Sting, like he shows up to be a crusader against the unjust authority, and then he loses his only WrestleMania match against Triple H because his homeboys <laughs> hopped in and helped him cheat. And then he pulled out a sledgehammer and hit him in the face, and at the end of the match, he, <laughs> he, uh, he shook the dude that hit him in the sledgehammer. Uh, he sl- she shook his hand. So, I mean, maybe... I mean, Sting is to be admired, but... You still don't want to look, turn out like Sting. Look, like it's like Earl, it's like it's like Ricky Williams, like when he's at Texas and he saw Earl Campbell in the wheelchair, and he's like, Earl Campbell's great, but I I never want to end up like him. Wow. Like, it's, just, it's the same thing. I just don't want to be. I just don't want to be like him. <laughs> uh, if anything, James, now that you mention all that stuff with uh, with Sting, this was just Sting always being who he was this whole time. <laughs> Why would we expect any different? Oh man. Um so um next match I want to talk about is Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin. This was quite possibly the worst Shinsuke Nakamura match I've ever seen. Um they went ahead and had this guy come out and do his entrance, absolutely electric. He's a fucking superstar. He is a guy that will single-handedly bring the building to their feet in the fucking dark. And we're actually going to get to that later, too, James, what we were talking about earlier with, you know, <laughs> Jinder Mahal. <laughs> but, but um, yes, this man makes people rise to their feet in the dark. You know, he was doing all his dancing like a jug. And basically, um, 
everyone was loving it. And then the bell rang. And there was just something off with him and Corbin that night. Didn't get helped by the fact um, they didn't want to beat either guy on, on there. Clearly, they don't want to pin Nakamura. Clearly, they didn't want to um, pin Baron Corbin. Even though they normally beat every uh, Money in the Bank holder like a drum. Well, the best part about it was they didn't want to beat him for two days. Where they, and then they beat him like a drum on Tuesday. This company doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, if, if I was at the pay-per-view and I saw SmackDown on Tuesday, I would be so pissed. Yes. I really would. Yes. Very pissed. Um, but they decided to end the match with a kick to the dick. Apparently, um, Baron Corbin is uh, reaching back into his old bag of tricks that he was busting out against Dolph Ziggler. And... Yeah. Then, you know, after being the coward that he is, he walks out, comes back, and hits his finishing move and just beats the guy's ass and just walks off. It's like, you could have just pinned Nakamura in that case. It's pretty much the same result, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, got to get that double heat. Yes, heat on top of heat. Uh, What did you guys think about this? Heat! Isn't heat on top of heat? Isn't that called convection? Isn't that like the way you cook in the oven? Oh no, man! Is, I, I hated science. Isn't that, how, isn't that how R. Kelly had the, uh, uh, had sex in the kitchen with the oven on five hundred? Isn't that how he was doing it? <laughs> what the fuck are you cooking, R. Kelly? Toast? Unbelievable! R. Kelly references on wrestling podcast only here on One yes. Nation Radio. You will find it nowhere else. <laughs> it probably is only here. Actually, uh, me and Rance talked about him on uh, Friday, but. Only a handful of people heard that, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> what'd you What'd you think about this match, Caleb? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was Corbin. Maybe it was Nakamura. Maybe it was the combination. I just didn't really care, you know. Like beyond the entrances, I just didn't really care, and I hate saying that because, like. I don't watch wrestling to be apathetic, and I don't watch wrestling to complain. I watch wrestling to enjoy, but if you can't draw me in or make me like a show, I'm not going to do either one. That's day <laughs> That's That's where I'm at, you know, with, with that, and the match was better on Tuesday, but okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> show me. Exactly. Can, can you do it again? Yeah, man. Um, so I guess we, we've dumped on this show uh, just about a mu- as much as we can without getting to something good. Uh, the New Day and the Usos had a phenomenal match uh, to open the show uh, as the Usos are quickly becoming the kings of Battleground. Um, these guys, uh, a couple years ago, had that awesome two out of three falls match, and they you know, had this one as well. Um, what do we make of the decision to take the belts off the Usos? Like, I thought these guys were just, you know, kind of hitting their stride. Um, but if you guys want to comment on, you know, your feelings on the match, as well as, um, uh, you know, what does this mean for the Usos? Well, the match was very good. Um, I mean, I was very impressed by it. Like I've alluded to before, Battleground has always been the show of someone on the undercard is going to steal the ship. And that was the Usos and New again this year. Um, very good. Uh, as far as the Usos losing the titles, I don't mind it. 
I'm interested to see where they go with it. I bet they'll do the rematch at SummerSlam, I'm sure. Hopefully past that they move on from the feud, whether it's New Day carrying the belts or the Usos carrying them again. But, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I really am. James, what you got on this one? I love the match. Um, I love the fact that they were able to put out a... Um, a team that had Xavier and Kofi, and they were actually able to win. Um, but they, I mean, but in the same time, they showed that they were dangerously in peril when they didn't have the the powerhouse of the group in that match, um, and, and it was risky business. But so I, I do enjoy that part, and I'm interested to see what they do at SummerSlam. And I'm, you know, I'm actually, you know, I've seen people say that they should have won at SummerSlam, but. I mean, they are—they did that two years ago with the New Day, where they came into SummerSlam and they won the title. So maybe it's time for them to come in as champion and put over the Usos. And you know, I don't know how long this feud um, continues to go, but um, if they continue doing this, like I'm—I'm I'm pretty much sort of in, you know, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Sasha, Charlotte. Uh, AJ and Cena's situation where they can fight forever as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. And, um, and you know, hand claps for him because that was a great bench. Right. And I think it was, a, it was a great showcase for Xavier Woods to finally, like, put some numbers on the board for the New Day. Uh, yeah. To be the one to win, win the title and, you know, kind of, you know, the New Day isn't going to last forever. And seeing Woods, like, you know, being able to get out there and, and get in the ring, like, he's no Enzo Amore. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, shouts out to, to those guys. They, they they killed that entire feud, I feel like, from the build-up to the match. And I'm only interested to see uh, where it goes from here. But I wanted to save oh. another match. Oh, you got some, James? Yes. Um, I think there are two spots in that match that are for all time. Um, the spot where, uh, at first, uh, Cor- or not Corbin, what the hell am I talking about? First Creed, at, or Apollo Cup Creed, uh, I almost called him Apollo just now. Uh, <laughs> Xavier actually goes off the ropes to tr- try, you know, his, uh, his ring, uh, you know, his tightrope, um, elbow drop, and he catches the super kick. That's an all-time classic yeah. spot. That, that, that goal, that goes on, like, the DVD. That goes in like the highlight reel, and then the trust fall into the catch for the yes. power bomb. The fucking the floor. trust fall. That is an all timer as well because I, that like that immediately clicked the match in for me. It was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah. Um. So you know, pass off to them because like those dude, those got those five guys are made to wrestle each other for eternity. Like they're you know they're like the current day like, I mean. For the main roster, anyway, like they're they're the midnight versus the rock and roll now for us. <laughs> uh, I wanted to save uh, the last match for our guest, Caleb, his man, Sami Zayn. Ooh, <laughs> sweet, Sami yes. Zayn. I'm going to defer yes. all. I'm going to defer everything to you. Take it away, Caleb. All right, sweet man. So this match was put in. A really bad spot, um, but hey, the crowd was hyped for the entrances, so that tells you just how over um, Mike Kanellis' theme song is. Not him, but his theme. And uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn, really over, really over, man. 
And, uh, hey, you know what? Sammy got a win on pay-per-view. I can't complain, you know? And then he gets a win another two days later. It looks like he might end up in, a, like, something of a long-term team with uh, Ty Dillinger. But, you know what? If they didn't have anything else for him, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Battleground was not a show of all bad things. It did have one really good thing on there. So, yeah. <laughs> Keep that up. Um, I, I, I think Mike Kanellis should go ahead and atop the, or excuse me, adopt the Undertaker gimmick uh, because he is literally a dead man walking. Um, <laughs> he's, yes. he, he's finished. Um, I don't know what he did, who he pissed off, but yeah. already. Yeah, it, you won't be around next year. Yeah, it's curtains for him. Like he's he's been around for literally a month and or five weeks, whatever. And he is literally in his entire act. He's the fourth most over thing in his entire act. Damn. Like his white, like I'm sorry, his fifth actually. Right, him having his last, him having her last name is more over. She Marie is more over. The theme song is more over. And the jacket, the the white kisses with Maria on the back of, of the jacket is more over. Dude, that is so 1995, Shawn Michaels. If Shawn Michaels could go back, could go and get that and bring it back in time. Like, I want to know how much, like, since they're selling Nakamura strong style jackets, like, oh I want to see gosh. how much the Maria Canellas jacket is. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, like, he's the fifth most over thing in his act, and he's, uh, and he's a geek. Complete geek. Woo. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that was WWE Battleground. Um, Shouts out to JD uh, NY two hundred six on YouTube, who just had me dying <laughs> laughing. Um, there were the best thing about bad shows. I believe you you alluded to it, James. Are the reviews? Um, so yeah. I, I hope we gave you some some entertainment here um, with like with, if, with if our. If it's offering. gonna be bad, at least let us get these jokes off. I'm telling you, um, if they putting out trash, we're gonna rip them to bits. Um, <laughs> Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. I want to talk about those shows. Um, I was watching a lot of G1 and also working on music, so I'm going to defer to you, James, uh, to walk us through uh, Monday Night Raw a little bit. Yeah, the opening segment starts off with Angle coming out and saying that he is (coughs) determined a number one contender for the uh, Universal title. And as soon as he's about to say who it is, Joe comes out and he sets forth a convincing argument that he should be the guy, um, sort of playing to the fact that Angle knows him. And um, then next thing you know, Braun comes out and he come and he comes out with a really logical, um, honestly, the best argument he could possibly come up with. I should be the main event and not uh, not Joe and not Roman because. I'm the only guy that actually won a great balls of fire, <laughs> right? Um, which I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, you know what, Braun? I know you're a caveman and all that, but you know that's that's a, that's a real good that's some that's some real good sense making there. See, you you got a nice head on your shoulders. You're like, smarter you know, than you look, like, and, <laughs> right? You're smarter than the average bear, exactly. You're just smarter than the average bear. So then, so then uh, Samoan Joe comes out and he gets booed like he always does. And he comes out and I forgot what he said. Like at this point. Um, there's certain guys that it's almost like unless they get to something that's really interesting, I am going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
we, we, we so now interrupt. We, we now interrupt this podcast to bring to you a tweet uh, from the NBA Central. A Houston strip club has retired and hung up James Harden's jersey on their ceiling because he spent so much money there. Rants. If you are listening to this show, I need you to find that club if you can go there and take a picture and put it in the group, please. Hey man, you, that's a hard. That's a hard thing to do. You know how big Houston is. He'll be driving around here until like until like the next month to try to find that. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it'll get out which one. Like, like Houston, Houston is a driving city. Um, but, but back to, back to what I was saying. Um, actually, I forgot what I was saying because I got so distracted. You're talking about the uh, opening promo. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Samoan Joe came out there, and I, I said, like, at this point, like, there are certain guys on the roster to where, unless they say something that is ultimately like truly compelling. I pretty much there now, almost like the parents in, in Charlie Brown, where all I hear is this trumpet noise. Womp, 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 womp. Um, so, Joe, or so basically, Reigns came out, and he's one of those guys for me that basically sounds like Charlie Brown's parents. And he did his womp, 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 womp. And then he continues, he goes on and argues with the other two guys. And um, Angle is basically, you know, trying to hold these guys, trying to keep each other, these guys off of each other. So in a bit of frustration, he says, you know what? Screw it. You three are all in the match against Lesnar, which is kind of funny because like two or three weeks ago, Angle and Lesnar shook hands and talking about, you know, their experiences um, in WWE against each other and their respect for each other. And then like how Angle pays it back is he says, screw it. You're in a title match against three other dudes. <laughs> um, so yeah, double middle fingers. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it leads to a bunch of fighting. Um, Strowman is, has an advantage over both of them. Uh, Geek, Geek Security assemble. Um, they pretty much beat up security, especially Braun. Braun throws a bunch of them over the top. Uh, there's one particular, one in particular, the very last one he threw, which goes over the top rope and falls on the mat on the floor, and it is basically gets all the way to the aisleway, which is you know, it is a back bump. It looked really painful. Dolph Ziggler must have been jealous uh, it, of that. <laughs> yeah. So, next thing you know, that's not enough, obviously. So then, Angle waves to the back to bring out you know the the geeks in the locker room to come out like the the I'm sorry the, the revivals, Anderson and Gallows, R Truth, Gold Dust, uh, Kirk Hawkins, those kind of geeks. Um, and they they get those guys subdued and uh, it was I thought it was a nice angle. Like I love pull aparts. I, I love pull aparts. Yeah, that uh, opening segment was pretty good. Um, Joe's promo was good. Braun's promo was good. Uh, real quick on Braun, I love the way with, with his North Carolinian accent, the way he says, great balls of fire. I love that. <laughs> and uh, Also, Roman Reigns' womp, 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 wasn't necessarily all womp, 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 womp this week. Um, what did he say? I don't he remember. Basically, he basically, he was like, you know, what have you guys ever done? Roman Reigns, the former United States champion, former tag champion, ah, three-time yes. world champion. Um, right. And he made of it. He's yeah. like, I made of it three WrestleManias in pro. Basically, being a real dick again. And yeah. I'm like, and then, okay. And then, he finished, <laughs> and then he finished it off by doing. And then he finished it off by doing this classic move, which is to say, and I retired the Undertaker, which got him booed even more. So, like for me, it's like, okay. Why would you say that? Like, which is like, yeah, exactly. Which is like, okay, 
you said, what have you ever done to Braun Strowman? It's like Braun Strowman just beat your ass in a feud. Yeah, and, the logic flawed. Yeah, that's and so that's why I zoomed. That's why now I remember what he said. That's why black. It's exactly why I zoomed like zoned out. I was like, what you said made no fucking sense, dude. He just beat yeah. you. Like, he just beat you a couple weeks ago on on pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him burying him burying Joe and Braun didn't really. Yeah, like you said, the logic was flawed because Braun's only lost to him hasn't lost to him since WrestleMania. Joe is two and zero against him, right? And yeah, com- com- compared to those two, like the story they're telling, at least somewhat subtly, and maybe they don't even mean to is that Roman Reigns has not been the same guy since WrestleMania because he has not won on pay-per-view since then. Um, mm-hmm. He's only won a handful He's only won a handful of matches since then, even. So, like, I don't know. Hopefully they'll expand on that, you know? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. But I, I thought more along the lines of he has a run. He, he pretty much is one of those guys that, like, he doesn't have to say, he doesn't have to verbalize why he deserves a title shot. Like, he's almost like, it's pretty much like when Cena came out um, around Christmas before time. Before the Rumble, yeah. Like on the first day, yeah, before the Rumble, like on the first day of, uh, of the new year and also on, on 4th of July, where it's like, I come out here, I want a title shot because I'm John Cena. Like, I don't need to go down my, I don't need to run down my list of, of accomplishments. Like, you motherfuckers know, like, you, like right? Me with the so, belt is always like, me, a good idea. Yeah. So, like, Reigns has been put, you know, Reigns has been a three straight man of, his, of WrestleMania. Like, he's a three-time champion. Like, he doesn't have to go down his resume. Like, him should, him him just asking for a title shot should be able to res- should be able to be a reasonable enough, like, reason to put to consider him for um, title inclusion, right, or a title shot. He didn't need to go down that. So, it made him look bad, which is, like, that's what they do now. It's, like, he's supposed to be a babyface, but, but they have him go out there and say, and on these interviews be a smug prick that says stuff to make people not want to boo him. That's like, are you, what are you trying to do here? Do you, if you want to make him heal, then make him a heel. It would be so easy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like how I honestly, I like how they're, uh, approaching the four guys in this match. They're all kind of shades of gray. Like you have your reasons to cheer Samoa Joe. You have your reasons to cheer Braun. You have your reasons to cheer Roman. If, if you choose same with Brock as well, and you have your reasons to boo those guys as well. So, I don't know. I like what they're doing with it. I feel like at this point, the biggest, the closest thing to a babyface we have in this feud is Braun Strowman. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Especially, especially since you know the guy that's supposed to be the babyface baby in the last week, we tried to murder him, but he walked <laughs> away from it. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm glad this is the match. Um, if, if it would have been weird if you know one of these guys was like off to the side somewhere. And it also sets up the potential for whoever loses the match but doesn't actually like get pinned, gets set up as the immediate challenger. So, right. I, so you know, I think that's I think that's good. And then you also like, I'm pretty sure Rock's not going to be pinned in this, so that also sets him up for his title rematch at a later date, like Survivor Series or even Royal Rumble or maybe even WrestleMania, probably know. Yeah. Um... You had mentioned you prefer Braun to win. Honestly, I prefer Samoa Joe to win, especially uh, you know with these past couple of months he's had. Well, I, well, I said I wouldn't mind it. I w- if you ask me who I want to be champion right now, given what they've done on a segment on a consistent segment basis, like in the last um, two months, is Joe by a landslide. But second would be Braun for me. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, predicting Roman, a Joe Roman win. Is just a guy that's like, he is what he is. They're not trying to change who he is as a character. Um, he's still great in the ring. I have no issues with him in the ring. It's just like, I would like something a little different from now. And also given that, you know, if they're going to, you know, try to coordinate him one more time, like, I would rather I would rather him off doing something else right now, um, because like him being a champion, just beating up on everybody is like, I mean, you can either you can do that now, and get it over with, and you know, at this point it seems like either he's going to be facing Brock or he's going to be facing Cena at WrestleMania, so like I'm trying to like wrap my mind around like what's the situation like is he going to be the champion and then he's going to face Cena for the 17th title. At for a 17th title reign at WrestleMania, or is he supposed to like beat Brock? I, I don't know, but like I guess, but for right now, given where he's at, I mean, I, I was I would think that he'd be better off. Roman would be better off like doing something else, like trying to you know, I don't know. I guess like you know, try to get his win back from Finn Balor or something like that. How about he go help his brothers out? I guess they're good. They just beat. Yeah, them I know they whooped their ass. Three. I know they whooped their ass, but you know, eventually they uh, they might need some help somewhere. Or Dean can ask ask Roman, should he trust Seth? And then then Roman looks at him and said, he hit me in the back with that fucking chair, like <laughs> and he killed well, me. He's already, he, well, he's already forgiven him. Remember, like all throughout the uh, winter, it was Jericho and Owens versus. Pretty much reigns in yeah, Rollins, so like that part back. of it has already been like you know settled. But like it's gonna take a long time for Dean Ambrose to forgive him. Like he turned on that man, he beat the hell out of him, he tried to murder him with cinder blocks, and then give him, and then uh, by stomping his head in the uh, cinder blocks, and then eulogizing him the next week on on Raw oh, during man. for a promo. Oh man! Like he was that man for promo, Rich. You know how much that burnt ass to burn him up. Yes. Uh, I, I've used people for promo several times. Um, <laughs> uh, Mino, Hassan, Road Dog, you, know, you can go down the list. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what, what else uh, what was on <laughs> Monday Night Raw? <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, you had the you had the match between the, the I get I felt like was the best match uh, of the series. Like, I don't know. If, I guess it's a feud, series, whatever, between Finn Balor and the Drifter. The Drifter. So, yeah, he came out and did the typical thing where he comes out and you know who wants to walk with Elias and does his fake rock concert and then you know Balor cuts him off and rudely uh, have- interrupts him. Rudely interrupts that man. Just yeah, trying to. Really- Yes, Just trying to give the people of, uh, was it D.C.? I think it was Washington, D.C. Trying to give those guys, trying to give that town a nice little song to hear, and Finn Balor interrupts him. What a dick. Well, he interrupted that dude because he he, he put his name in his mouth. So it's like, all right, you want to talk about me? Well, I'm, I'm going to come see about you, right? Yeah. Um, like, it's, yeah, not the same, it's not the same thing as, like, Sammy's name, just, like, his music hits at the same time as, like, uh, the Canellises are out there talking about how much they love each other. Or like Canellas coming, or him coming out to the Canellas and saying like, "I don't know what you're doing here. Are you spreading love, or what are you doing?" Are you, and they're basically like, "Are you guys geeks?" <laughs> and then they, and then they are you guys nerds? <laughs> oh yeah, nerds. Oh, oh man. So, but but anyway, like he comes out, they have their match, and 
it's it's kind of similar to the Nakamura match on Tuesday where like the baby face is like clearly going to win and he had, and and it looks like a pretty you know um un, you know, uncontested match and they're going to get prevail and he hit, he hits the coupe de grass as Dusty Rose calls it and, and the grass. next thing you know. Uh, in typical Bray Wyatt fashion, because every Bray Wyatt feud starts the same. It's like Groundhog's Day. Every day is the same. Um, it's, Bill, it's Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. But anyway, um, comes out, gives him the sister Abigail, and the Drifter makes the cover, and he gets his win back. Because, you know, the Drifter now is getting wins back because he's like Cena or Roman or Hogan or Austin or That's That's the next honky-tonk man there, sir. God. <laughs> well, wow. Well, they both have goalway heat. Yeah. Although I I, I enjoy the honky tonk honky tonk man songs a lot better. Um, cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Sasha and Bailey wrestle. Yes, that was the ten o'clock. Um, yeah, they did a little segment um, backstage where basically Bailey was like made made the best woman win, and then. You know, Banks, who's been like, you know, circling and just just dying to turn on her for months now, said, you know, the best woman, you know, yeah, the best woman will win, and then walked off. Um, then they had their match. It was a really good match, and um, Bailey happened to win, which is kind of like Sasha was hotter. She got screwed out of her title shot. She got you know, she beat the hell out of, out of um, <clears throat> Alexa for um, for taking like a count out. And that was the last pay-per-view, so going into the next pay-per-view, they basically said, screw that, we're beating her, um, we're going to give Bailey two wins over the champion, and we're going to beat you, and then she's going to get your title shot at SummerSlam, even though you're the hotter uh, act right now. Um, so, you know, that's fair. You know, and also, so, I, I think I would have preferred Sasha versus Bailey at SummerSlam uh, instead of the, uh, you know... It, you the whole entire world. Yeah, Caleb, you know, what you got on that one? <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't mind Bailey winning. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I would have preferred Sasha to win, to be honest with you. I'm more so shocked that Bailey won, but I do think that this is going to lead to the Sasha Banks heel turn very soon. Possibly at SummerSlam, even. Come in there and screw her. Man. Yeah. 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 It's almost as if they said, hey, you know what? Our best feud that we could possibly have on this division is Sasha Banks turning on Bailey. So, like, let's not set the program up to have it at our, our our third biggest show of the year. Like, let's like set it up for after that, and then put it on a bunch of B pay per views. Terrible matchmaking. And then, and then not, and then have them fight together by the time we get to November as part of the women's team versus the other women's team between the brands for Survivor Series. And we're going to act like it never even happened. Oh like, that's what they're setting up for. Oh, my god! Doesn't that sound stupid to you? Yes. Very stupid. Another oh. part of it is, like, the only reason why Bailey has even gotten these these title shots at this point, or this title shot, is because they looked up and it was like, oh, my God, we only have four women, we only have three men that matter on this card because we screwed Bailey up so bad that we have to let her win now. So she won on three, basically a three or four match win streak, and now... She's the number one contender as opposed to the person who was the hottest baby face they had. It's weird. Ooh. It's just really weird how they how they figured this one out. 
So tell you, like that that um that that superstar shakeup, it did a number on a lot of like the ancillary feuds and buildup that we had for the secondary titles. Yeah. Um, main event was that two on three match, and it looks like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose got those boys out of there. Uh, I enjoyed that match. match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought all the guys in there worked hard, and um, seeing Rollins and uh, I want Rollins and Ambrose, you know, try Rollins basically was looking for that love, and basically Ambrose was like, "Nah, bro, I, I ain't got none for, for you yet." So, um, <laughs> what did you guys uh, make of this? And uh, we touched on this on One Nation Live, like where this is going, um, and it looks like it's going to be a tag team title match situation, possibly with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Now, if that's where it's going, sign me up. Yeah, um, the two-on-three was interesting. Um, I liked it. I really did. Um, I don't really have much to add, to be honest with you. Although I, I dig the slow burn on the, you know, Ambrose fully buying into what Rollins is saying. And I'm hoping it eventually leads to Ambrose turning heel so they can revisit this feud with the character dynamics switched up. James, you want to Just saying. So we just go. So, so you basically want a fourth summer of Dean Ambrose jumping out and chasing around Seth Rollins. This will be the fourth summer if they do that. I'm sorry, no, the third summer. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean you would switch it up so Rollins would be chasing Ambrose this time. But it was still, it was still come out of where this is a situation where like all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like there's sneak attack and like Dean Ambrose beating the hell out of Steph. Like you know that's gonna happen. So like we're going, we're, so this will be the third summer in a row where, where that man is out there jumping out on this man. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I love their it, matches. It works, so I, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love their matches, but I, I would like them at this point because I, I think I said this either a week or two ago, but it felt like on Raw there was like Finn Ambrose. And Seth, it seemed like like they're clearly not in the title picture or the slash main events. But like it also doesn't feel quite right to call them mid carters either. Like they're in a like in between spot. So like for them to be moved off to the side and like to be placed into the tag division, I don't really have an issue with that. Um because it doesn't seem like they really have much going for them either way. So um I mean, I don't mind it for now. Like, if this is something where, like, it goes for six months, then I, I might have to reconsider that. But, like, if this is going to be, like, a short-term thing, it's you know, almost like uh, – if it's almost like uh, the meta powers or the indie powers, whichever one you call them between, like, if it's, like, CM Punk and and, uh, and Daniel Bryan for, like, two, two pay-per-views in a row, like, fine. Oh, man. Um, Days of yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, I – I don't like. Do you think we're going to have like a multi tag team match at SummerSlam? I sure hope not, because Rollins and Ambrose versus Sheamus and Cesaro, y'all can take all my money. Um, it's basically but, the but Shield what, versus. But, but okay. Would I be able to? Would I be able to perhaps can uh, entice you by adding a little uh, revival? Sprinkle a little revival on top of that. Some uh, some top guys. Would that would that interest you? Yeah, maybe, I maybe do like I, the top guys. What what if I sprinkle a little bit of spot monkeys on top of there? <laughs> that, that seems what, a bit maybe, much. You know, we're gonna have another fatal four way. 
would I look? Would I intrigue you if I told you that like Anderson and Gallows would have to say the fuck home? Like, what if I sprinkle <laughs> to say the fuck home? Anderson and Gallows on top of that. Would you like that? Hmm? Would that intrigue oh, you? Hmm? Oh man. Um, I prefer the straight up tag match personally. Uh, I think the, the the top guys in the Hardys actually have unfinished business. So you know, how about more than one tag team match on the show? How about we try that? So you, you want to make SummerSlam longer after last year? No. You go you pick one. I mean, you, you just got to... no match is going to get, like, more than five minutes? Is that what's going <laughs> well, on here? Like that old-school WrestleMania, like WrestleMania five, like, you know, something like that. Uh, but they, um... But the, then okay, you just, well, you just this, take... Right? You just deduct the singles match. Like, think about it. Like, all those guys that would have had, like, matches, they're in one match now. Like, if if those guys weren't fighting each other, so that pretty much okay, opens up another let's spot. let's do this, right? Let's do this. All right. You know there's going to be a cruiserweight match on the pre-show, right? Yep. There's going to be a women's uh, women's Raw title match. There's going to be something with it involving the Miz, probably the Miz and Jason Jordan. And then there's going to be the women, and there's going to be the uh, the four-way for the main four-way main event. So then you throw in the tag match. That's five matches for Raw right there. They'll figure then, it out. Oh, I'm sorry, six. It's going to be six because you also have to add Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. That's six. Then you go to SmackDown and you look at all the matches that they have between the U.S. title picture, uh, between uh, the, the the gender gender situation, the women match that's going to be a pre-show. Like we're probably we're probably right now looking at like a card of like twelve matches already. So you want to add how they a get down. tag team match to that? That's how they get down, man. They might they might get so something on a pre-show. So basically, you want SummerSlam to end at, at like eleven thirty, like survive, like uh, WrestleMania did this year. No, That's WrestleMania ended after midnight. Okay, well, after midnight, you want that to say you want the same thing? Nah, they ain't got to go that crazy, but they can figure it out. Maybe if they don't, well, they don't look, 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 maybe if they don't play all them damn commercials and, and all that that other dumb shit they do during the shows, they could fit in some stuff. I don't see New Japan have a problem with all this. But it's not, it's, it's not, okay, I, I'm going to sound like, you know, one of those jerks I hate to, to see talk about this stuff, but, like, this is completely, this is a New Japan, like, this is a completely thing, they serve different masters, like, they get money for putting spots on their tele, on their shows, and that's also another way to pace out these things by, like, being able to have a big arena, get people in, and then at the end of the, end of, the of a match, be able to transition to something else backstage or whatever else to build time for, to be able to get stuff in whatever they need to get for the ring cleared off or whatever else like obviously like it's not Wrestlemania where there's going to be a Pitbull another full rider show like it has been for a number of years but like they have to do some of that like they're, they're going to have time to kill anyway so they might as well make some money off doing that um I'm trying to think what else we got uh we want to move yeah, to Smackdown plus, you know, now this- well, plus, you know, Vince man love making a quick buck. Yes, always after a quick buck. Um, you know, in SmackDown, you know, he is uh, going after the 1.3 real hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I didn't, you know, I was watching the G1 on, on here as well. So I'll hop in, you know, from time to time on this one as well. So I guess we can, you know, start with the big news. Apparently, I, I did write a column about it. 
Shinsuke Nakamura and John Cena are wrestling next week in a fucking dream match mm-hmm. that's going to be on SmackDown uh, to determine who wrestles Jinder Mahal. Brian Maxwell Mann put out a uh, great tweet. It was a screen cap of Nakamura and Cena. And at the bottom it says, Win- winner faces Jinder Mahal. And then he was like, Steve Austin versus Bill Goldberg. Winner fights Bob Holly at SummerSlam. It is because I'm I'm a hardcore Holly Mark. Shout out to hardcore Holly, whose book is great. Like 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 if you had said like Brooklyn Brawler became champion and like like with no like in between to bridge the gap of how he ascended, like then yeah. And um, what else we have going on? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a dream match that's happening on TV. Why? I I wrote a column about this, so I'll, I'll save some of my points, but I'm gonna throw it to you guys. And what do you think of this? Is it, is it, maybe it's a new way? You know, we don't know about. It. Honestly, I'm I'm just glad it's happening. Uh, I don't expect a legit finish in this one. Um, but hey, you can still pop a rating by advertising a match. So, yeah, yeah. interested to see where that goes. I I expect at some point they're going to revisit Cena and Nakamura in like a legitimate pay per view program. So. I expect maybe some Baron Corbin interference in here, and oh my maybe gosh. he costs Nakamura, or maybe he gets Cena disqualified by accident or something. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they got going on. Bro, Baron Corbin like, is like almost on this planet in WWE to fuck up this match. Like, this is why he was put here. So, like, <laughs> so, I'm, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. So, Corbin interferes. Then that would lead to Corbin versus Cena, even though, like, Cena whooped Corbin's ass, like, the second he came back in January, right? Well, you see, James, we're not supposed to remember that, <laughs> wrestling fans. We're supposed to have a very short attention span. Okay. So, all right, well, let's let's, let's leave that part out, right? You So you throw um, him out there with Cena for SummerSlam. So that means Nakamura versus Jinder for the title at SummerSlam, and then AJ Styles would fight who for the U.S. title? Then? Uh, maybe Jericho. I don't know. Kevin Owens. Maybe uh, right maybe like a multi-man or something. Maybe Randy Orton. I don't know. Eh, okay. All right. Maybe like a six-pack challenge or something. I don't know. Look, all these multi-man matches means that WWE (laughs) has no real singles matches. Or they do have them and they refuse to deploy them. Or they want to do stupid shit like put them on free TV rather than actually use what could be a marquee matchup for a big four pay-per-view. Yeah. You know. I I think the thing that's... The the thing for me is like when, when I saw the matches getting made I thought like this is just like when they did AJ versus Orton. We're like, this is a dream match. It should be saved for a big four pay-per-view in a, in a prominent spot. Like, if it's not a main event match, it's a quote-unquote, you know, featured match. Um, and they put it on free TV, and, it, and that match was great. But it was just a, it was a match for a number one contendership match. And it's the same thing as this one. And I just think to myself, like, yeah, you know, time's going to pass. People are going to, like, still want to see that match because the match wasn't some super long 25-minute um, deal. But you would just wish that, like, those guys don't touch until it's time for the money. It's time. It's a big money match. And, like, you know, maybe you can put enough time between it. Like, you can still get that. 
I mean, I'm sure you can. Like, you can put Orton and AJ on in their main event, like, in the very next pay per view if you wanted to. But it, it's sort of weird. It's almost like they, it almost feels like they give no fucks about, like, putting on, like, a match that people clamor for on any any card other than Summer, other than WrestleMania now. It's really weird. And even then. <laughs> ain't nobody asked for Bra- look. Ain't nobody asked for Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the fucking title. Like I, that, that, that's <laughs> their idea. Nobody asked for Sting versus Triple H either. All right. Um, they, um, you know, the whole situation. Anybody? That, go ahead. Anybody ask for Goldberg versus Lesnar? Not the second time. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the deal with it, uh, also, Caleb, to your point, where we don't remember things, or not supposed to remember things, um, John Cena declared himself the number one contender to Jinder Mahal's face, and um, walked away, pretty much, and he tried to, you know, get out of Dodge, and then he was interrupted by Daniel Bryan. Um, I just want to ask James and Caleb... Um, you know, he told John Cena that in SmackDown, you know, title shots are earned and everything like that. I just want to ask you, where the fuck was this in January? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very flawed logic. Um, yeah. but then again, I mean, I don't think Road Dog was writing at the time, so I don't know. <laughs> and, like, and like Caleb said, you're not supposed to remember anything that happened as much as like WWE. They do the whole thing where like you're not supposed to remember anything that happened two weeks ago unless we bring it up to your attention. So another, I, I, Rich had mentioned that to me um, earlier today, and I said like that was the exact thought I, I had when Daniel Bryan came out on Tuesday night and said the same exact thing to him. Oh, yeah, and me and, too, yeah, yeah. So it also made me think of another thing that's, that we're coming up upon right now. So Naomi did. Um, was on commentary during the women's match for the contendership for SummerSlam um, for her belt, but she did not have a match. So um, that would mean that her last title defense was on the January fourth edition of SmackDown when she beat when she like beat she squashed Lana in like five inside of ten seconds. Um, so that means that if she does not defend the title at next week's SmackDown, she will have passed thirty days without a title defense, which means. She will be she will be in breach, and she will have to hand over her belt because when they took the belt from her before WrestleMania, she didn't wrestle for thirty days, and they took it from her. Even though you look at uh, at the same time when that was happening, Jericho had went thirty days without a title shot, without a title defense for his uni- for his U.S. title, which is like okay, so you you guys back then took this belt from this from this woman when. On the other brand, somebody was skating on the same thing, and then you flat you flash forward to summertime, and now the shit's okay. You're not even gonna take it from her this time. Like I don't, I, I don't get it. I just don't like it, it, it's so it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Like oh. I almost feel like John Goodman and Big Lebowski, and it's like, am I the only one that gives a fuck about the rules? It's like, bro, Mark follow their own damn rules. Like, it, oh. What, so what else happened on SmackDown uh, that, that we need to cover before I get to Road Dog? Uh, I think that was it. Uh, oh, AJ oh. Styles won the U.S. title. That's yes, right. Won, oh, I forgot about that. Yes, he won the title back in a great match, and um, you also had no Zinger on TV, 
Um, and you also had... Any Randy Orton? Um, no Randy Orton on TV. And you had no reveal from uh, the fashion police based on what happened on Sunday. You know so, why? Like they, they, they told us that they were going to have a result. They were going to figure it down to the bottom of this shit on Sunday. They didn't get to the bottom of the shit. And then like we had no clue on what happened to them on Tuesday. So for all we know, because because of speculation that it's been that it's that those people that have been beating them up is uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. It could be that they have been abducted in much the way that the Wyatts have abducted people. So maybe like they let they release those two in the parking lot. And they haven't made it back to <laughs> made it back to the arena in time. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Oh my like, I, I don't know. Oh my god. I, I I guess they're gonna keep losing this whole thing forever. Oh Like they're building this they're building this one up. Where are where are the fashion police? Yeah. Um. Trying to think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Road Dog, um, I'm just gonna let you know how the how the rules uh, to this game works. So, um, when you basically come out here and you do what you did on Sunday, and the word hashtag Fire Road Dog is trending worldwide on Twitter, you do not get to flex. For a free TV episode that you guys put on two days later, because of said terrible show, when you come out here and say, I got two words for you and it's not Fire Road Dog. And then you go on a block spree for everyone that pretty much tells you, well, why didn't you do that shit on Sunday? Also, you have, don't get the flex question. like that, Road Dog. I have another question. Was is Road Dog a comp? Is Road Dog a compound word or is that two words? Because like Fire Road Dog would be three, not two. He said also he it, it is one because he made it up. But okay, yeah. so he's <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so he he was going once again going back and forth with fans on Twitter. Uh, he he probably should have never opened that can of worms because anything that like goes down, he's going to be like someone that everyone's going to go at. Uh, you know, and it, you're better off just leaving that out of there. Um, either that or or being honest, and then it, you know just just be honest, bro. Dog, you, I know it's your job. You know they cutting your checks. And I, I imagine it is a a hard job to uh, ultimately do because you have to acquiesce oh, yeah. to the re- requests of Vince McMahon and go all you know back and forth. But when you put yourself out there like that to be you know and, and you basically become a target, uh, Jimmy Corderas does this as well, who I had to unfollow uh, because he's just the worst. Um, the <laughs> The when, when you basically sh- poke the bear with, uh, you know, fans, we will come see you, you know, because we have a lot yeah. more time than you. So, <laughs> especially when they, especially when like the stuff along the lines of, yeah, you know, fans don't know how to view wrestling or as far as like don't know how to rate matches, whatever. It's like, okay, so you're telling, so what you're saying is you're telling consumers that they don't know how to judge the product that they're consuming. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Like, 
I just don't get it. Um, and then on the other end of that is just like, okay, like, you know, maybe Road Dog is like being this person that's falling on the shield for Vince. Like, maybe that's what it is. Or it's like, you know, like I'm sure, you know, that that's a, that's a nice little spot to have is to be a punching bag to like lessen some of the whatever that, you know, whatever the heat that's that, or critical um, dis, displeasure that's like headed towards Vince when they have bad shows. Like for someone to be like, oh, this show sucked. Like smack, like the, the person that like that's that's taking a lot of this heat is going to be road dog. I can see like that's a nice little way to make the cash from checks is to like basically be a, a a human shield for Vince. That's nice. I wish I can get that. I wish I can get that deal. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't want no parts of that 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 uh, the attitude error uh, hardcore division, but right. I, I would like those checks. Uh, and for the for the for the WWE defenders and apologists, I just have um, a new strategy of what I'm what I'm, and these guys just haven't answered me yet, so I'm just like kind of puzzled. I don't know. You guys may have seen it. I just want to know how much Vince is paying y'all to do this, and if he is paying you, I'm y'all homeboy. Why can't I get a check too? Why can't? Why can't they tell me how to get in on the lie? Why See, can't I'll think, come on here and lie for the check? I think the thing is, I think like I'm pretty sure like if there was a situation where Vince is cutting checks out to like people to not shit on the brand, the, sh- the shit on the business, then like I think it also will come with some type of like certainty that like y'all not finna like tell other people that it's the work. So like. Maybe like you are by you asking them how to get in on on this on this cash. Like I think like I think you might mess up the fact that like they're in Vince's pocket, so they might have right. them on the top. Right. Uh, Caleb, you got anything to add uh, for Mr. Road Dog and <laughs> everything? Uh, Mr. Road Dog, I uh, I actually sent this man a tweet on Tuesday. He did not respond, and it kind of pissed me off because I paid him a compliment. Now, I saw that with a request. I did. I I did say, "Hey, Joe," and I meant that. And I said, "Hey, one small request: push Sami Zayn." He did not respond. Nah. What a what a piece of trash, man! That's that's all I gotta say about this guy. <laughs> what a piece of also, trash, <laughs> dog. Just because, okay, you don't have to respond to people. You don't have to do that. You don't have to respond to everyone who makes a complaint at you. And it's gotten to a point now where people know you'll take the bait. So they're going to hurl complaints, and some people are probably trolling you at this point. Yes. So, you, like it's been alluded to, you brought this on yourself. So I really don't feel sorry for you. But uh, I will feel sorry for you if you fulfill my request, sir. (laughs) Okay, so... In regards to the whole, like, Road Dog saying, I guess, after, like, people clowned him for saying, like, Road Dog, or Fire Road Dog is three words, not two, and he said that, like, Road Dog is a compound word, um, I'm looking at his Twitter right now, and, um, the D, the D, okay, so he is at the Road Dog, right? So, um, the, the T and the is capitalized. Yep. The R with road is capitalized. And the D and dog is capitalized. So, <laughs> nah, bro. You fucked up. You tried to, you, you tried. He tried. You, you tried to cover those compound work. No, it's not, bitch. Like, you fucked up. <laughs> like, you, 
just take your L and go on. You thought it was funny, even though that was a whack one. But, you know, I got two words for you. Does not fire a road dog. Nah, but you, you botched. Like, it's fine. Like, you lost. Yeah, and, like, man. take that shit back across 8 Mile. You yes. Take <laughs> that shit back across 8 Mile. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, man. So, how are we? I, we we didn't talk about this. I just wanted to get this in before we finish. Uh, how how are we feeling about um, SummerSlam? Like, like what, what's the big match for SummerSlam? Like, what what are you most excited for? It's got to be that Fatal Four Way for the Red Belt. All right, James. Yeah, the big Red Belt. <laughs> the big Red Belt. Um, I. I mean, it's a yeah. big red belt. Like, the, the, the big red like belt. It's a big gold belt, but it's a big red belt. It, it's it's going to be four hosses in there with no rules. And, uh, you know, hopefully Brock Lesnar comes off this belt. And maybe they can actually pin Brock Lesnar. That would be impressive. But, um, you know, they, they, don't, they, don't do those, they, don't, they don't do those things. Um, you, you know what's going to happen if they, if they do that? If they pin Brock Lesnar, why should be like two or three of them like oh on my top God. of the pin? Double so pin, like roll over, so vacant like, okay, title. Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar lost, but it took multiple vibes to beat him, and then like the belt is held in like a, a, a what was the word they called it? A band. A band. A band. Yeah, they hold the belt in a band, and then they, they have either a tournament or some, or you know, or a ladder match or some something to Bro. determine who the top, you know, to continue to chase, we're, you know, we're we'll do right. something like that. Like we just. We, we can't just have a champion on on Raw, a top champion on Raw every single week. Like, I guess that's, you know, we Too just much. can't do that. Too much. Um, now Which that you the- say it, we are ripe for uh, some type of dusty uh, finish or pin because we know or screwy ending because the last two years, SummerSlam has gone off the air with just like, huh? What the fuck just happened? Okay, so, so what happened at 15? 2015. Oh, yes. The Undertaker, 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 right. Undertaker like, out here submitting out, and kicking dudes in the nuts. The ref didn't call it. Mm. Okay, so let's do this. The year before that, you had you had Lesnar squash Cena for 16 minutes. Yes. And then the year, be- and then the year before that, you had da- Daniel Bryan get fucked up and, and uh, get fucked get over. Cashed in on. And, the start of, and get cashed in on in the start of the uh, authority. Um... The main event of 2012 was the uh, was the match where they tried to act like uh, Triple H is going to retire because he got his arm <laughs> broke. Um, and then the year before, Dave Finisher was raked at the worst SummerSlam main event in history. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. Yeah, and I I love I love that um, that garnered the exact reaction they wanted with Triple H getting chance of you, you tapped, tapped out. out. Yes, you tapped out. Yes, yes. and then. The, and then the year before that, you you had Kevin Nash, you had Kevin Nash like oh, come out fuck. of nowhere and attack the that. hottest thing in the the hottest thing the company's done in like in a decade. Uh, ca- uh, powerbomb him to hell, and then have the real cash in on him, and then have him chase after the belt for like another until Survivor Series. So it's like okay, like ever so rich ever since we've gotten back into Bro. wrestling, like. Bro. SummerSlam, the SummerSlam main event is going off air with some fuck shit. Bro. Like every single year. It, it keeps yes. going, bro. 2010, and, uh, John Cena gets, gets DDT'd on the ground, and, you know, and on the concrete, and comes back to beat two members of Nexus by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and single yes. ruined the angle. 
and I wasn't even watching then, so you know, correct me if that you know was incorrect. But I believe that's how the story was told to me. That is what happened. Uh, twenty eleven. I want to go back to it real quick because it just there's a part of it that cracks me up. Oh man. Kevin Nash comes in, he assaults CM Punk, and Booker T just ruins the seriousness of the moment when he says. That's my big homie. <laughs> yeah, that's my big homie. That's my big homie, Kevin Nash. Man. I remember that. That's my that's big homie. Yeah, I love it. That was peak over-the-top Booker yeah. T time. He's, like, much more that's reserved Booker T now. Yes. I love 2000. Uh, I love 2011, 2012. Bro, he was nothing but, like, 1996, 1997 Dusty Rhodes. He was the same guy. I, I mean, I, I don't know about Same ridiculous, that, but at the same ridiculous time. stuff that <laughs> only he could look, say. I remember... I remember in like '96, Dusty Rhodes when he would have to call like Rey Mysterio matches, and like him and Bobby the Brain Heenan would sit there and listen to Mike Tenay call the call the move. Oh, what? All right, James, you were saying what about Mike Tenay? Yeah, basically, what I was saying was the difference between Booker T and and uh, be calling these Rey Mysterio matches or Cruiserweight matches in general with like with Mike Tenay there and Bobby Brain Heenan and Bobby the Brain. And then Dusty would sit there and listen to Mike Tanay say that, like, wait, a dragon screw leg? What? <laughs> like, I don't like what is that? Like, what is a, a poop? Like, I don't, you know? So, like, Booker at least knows the, what the name of the moves, right? It's not like he's, you know, like he's sitting there watching like some shit that like. He's never seen before. He's just All right. like stupefied. All right. Remember when Booker T was talking about, oh, he hanging 10 with that boy. But, <laughs> but that's because he knows the moves a surfboard. Like, yeah. you hang 10 on a surfboard. Yeah. So when he would hang, so when Daniel Bryan was hanging 10 with, with, uh, with CM Punk, he was literally he was doing, hanging 10 with that boy on a bro, surfboard. Bro, anything with that boy at the end of it, Booker T <laughs> was, 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 was hilarious. Um, yes. Yeah, but um, Good. yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Wait, any- said, oh, funny. I'm trying to think anything else uh, that we need to cover in great detail. Nah, uh, throw it to you guys. Um, final thoughts on uh, everything we saw this week. Okay, uh, final thoughts from uh, Caleb here. The wrestling week got better as it went on. So uh, let's hold out hope that this trend continues and uh, go from there. That's really about all I got. For sure, man. Uh, James? Um, they have, it seems like we're now in a disturbing pattern where um, these pay-per-views have not been good. Like, the last three have not been good pay-per-views. Um, and now that we are um, upon the third biggest show of the year, um, hopefully they can get back to what they've done on those big shows. Royal is really good. WrestleMania is really good. Hopefully, SummerSlam is really good. Um, it doesn't take us into you know midnight. Hopefully, it ends somewhere around eleven. Right. Um. As I mentioned, I thought Battleground was an abject disaster. Um, one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. An abysmal main event. Um, but like Caleb said, as the week went on, it seems to have gotten better. I didn't you know, watch it, but I was watching a lot of G1, enjoying the hell out of that. Um, and 
looking forward at well, to... Well, Rich... Go ahead. ...so much, why don't you watch that and, and, and just stop watching WWE? Time restraints, man. <laughs> it's really hard no, to watch. No, like, Go ahead. No, you... you like something maybe you shouldn't just watch it it's like well i mean i haven't yet but plenty of people have look at the ratings <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know people are tuning out uh you know quite regularly um so I've, I've been spending my time watching wrestling that i've enjoyed this week um but as i was saying uh um, yeah shame on me uh i was um i'm looking at the SummerSlam, you know the lay of the land and everything and I feel like WWE has an idea of what people are looking for, but they have their own vision that is ultimately going to win out in the end. Um, I haven't seen, you know, much over those three pay-per-views that has really blown me away, aside from possibly that tag team match um, from the Usos and the New Day. Just a lot of booking getting in the way of the wrestlers. If if it comes down to the booking or the wrestlers, I trust the wrestlers to figure it out. Um, you know, in most cases, I don't want to say all, um, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna try to enjoy this peak because this is gonna be the last time WWE really um, gets a chance to ramp up whatever's gonna be special for SummerSlam before. We go into that time of year where football season comes and it feels like they mail it in really badly and it's only going to get worse. So before Survivor Series, which is where the wheels start spinning for WrestleMania, and then by that time, you know, it's a whole nother landscape again. And then there's rumors of another superstar shakeup. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. If so, they need to, you know, they need to fix some fix some shit because you know these rosters they they don't feel like they're built for the long haul like on both sides um but yeah i have an idea yeah maybe you consolidate the women on one show and the tag teams on another so they have full complete rosters so you don't have to like run so you're not sitting there thinking there's only two teams uh that 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 have that should be even faced off each other from um from month to month and then like you know be stuck for another, you know, four months trying to figure out the rest. Right. Maybe. Um, Possibly. I'd love to see the women get their own show eventually one day. Uh, Run some network specials at Full Sail if you're afraid of it not selling out. Um, That would, to me, be the only trepidation behind it. Uh, but Jinder Mahal didn't sell out either way. So, you know, they were giving away tickets in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, the gender shots continue. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for uh, One Nation Radio. I just thought I'd end on that note. Uh, Caleb, you want to drop your uh, stuff? Where can uh, let everyone know where they can find you at? Okay, well, you can find me at RealCalB54. You can find this new venture me and a couple buddies are going on. We're the Little Brother Show to one nation radio we are the smc wrestling podcast you can find us at the smc podcast so pretty simple there and uh hey we'll uh send out some questions for you to answer or questions for you to ask us on there for sure man james you got anything you want to drop in before we get up out of here uh no not really um you're just 
Looks like his audio might have cut out. So um, we, we've we've been, you know, as you guys might have noticed, we've had a couple of technical difficulties throughout the night. Skype has decided that, you know, it is one to turn James into a robot at times. It's also one to turn Caleb into a robot at times. I've been fortunate thus far to not have, you know, a whole thing go bonkers ape shit on me. But... Um, I just want to have you guys. I just want to thank you guys for listening to the show for one, and also checking out the columns uh, on socialsuplex.com, uh, and as well as uh, showing me love in the Lords of Pain columns forum. Um, the uh, folks that are checking out the columns, keep sharing them, keep uh, replying. I enjoy the feedback. You know, even you want to come tell me my art, my articles is terrible. I'm going to challenge you on it and ask you to tell me why. Uh, but you know, you know, as long as you do not run away from your argument, you know, you will be okay in my book. Um, the, um, I'm trying to see what else. Yeah. Lattice Laird, make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out Simon Cotton's, uh, columns that are on, um, social suplex. Some of the best writing that's anywhere on the internet, what he's doing, uh, with us right now, um, breaking down the effect of the brand split from one year ago to now, and as well as the problem with, uh, SmackDown's heels, and Jeremy, of course, is banging out a venture I didn't know that he would actually finish, because it was just, it's such a huge, uh, task, uh, he's basically book, booking a fantasy G1, uh, with WWE competitors, so shouts out to him, he's booking it all, and coming up with creative stories in each entry, and, uh, I'm really proud, uh, that, uh, of the, uh, month that we've had, uh, with our content on there, so, uh, but like I said, thank you guys for checking out the show, uh, Caleb, thank you for joining us, and, uh, we're gonna get up out of here, man, peace. Later. See ya.